So I know I say this every week that the episode is jam-packed with content gold and this week is no exception. I am joined by Sean Michael, owner of Salon Bow in Andover, Massachusetts, and he is sharing his formula with you on how to attract your ideal clients, and he's done it, and your ideal team. He also gets into branding, marketing, leadership skills. And when I tell you guys, he is only 29 and has accomplished so much. You definitely need to listen to this. Can't wait to hear your feedback. Please leave us comments. And you are definitely going to want to hear more from Sean. So share with us other topics you would like us to cover. Welcome, everybody, to the Salon Professional Podcast. I am joined by an incredible guest today, Mr. Sean Michael of the Salon Bow. Hello, Sean. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you. And I know you are, you know, not new to podcasting. You share your incredible wealth of information with stylists all across the country, which I think is incredible. And I know you've um you're you're not shy about sharing what it took for you to be successful so we really appreciate this today hey absolutely i feel like the more you share i think the more you can actually physically grow yourself so listen i'm gonna share all i can i love that the more you give out the more you're gonna get back in i love that so today we are going to talk about how to attract your ideal client and we hear this all the time but you've got you were like laser focused and you have kind of so I was really interested in hearing about how you really attracted your ideal client to you. And then we'll get into how to successfully brand your business and we'll, you know, talk about some different social media practices and things like that. So, but first I want you to like introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Okay. Um, so I'm Sean Michael. I am 29 years old. I've been doing this for about 10 years. Um, I grew up with three sisters, so basically I found any excuse to do their hair. So I think for me, I was able to find my passion at such a young age. Um, so how so, old were you when you started doing their hair? Oh God. I um, I think my first haircut was, uh -oh. um, seven <laughs> years old when my mom was asleep and I cut my sister's bangs. I'm pretty sure. I think were it was you seven. trying yeah. to like cut them off so she wouldn't have them anymore or. Yep. That's exactly what I did. Yep. <laughs> they were probably like half an inch long. So that was a fun grow out stage. My mom was not too happy. So, <laughs> so that was your first haircut. I love that. Was that was my first haircut. <laughs> and, you, and you got the bug then that you wanted to do hair. So were you like styling your sister's hair for like special events and prom and things like that? Yeah, yeah. So um, I have a sister that is uh, two years younger, and then another two sisters that are like nine and eight years younger. So there's a little bit of a uh, gap there. So my youngest sister, I, you know, my two younger sisters, I did everything prom, um, oh, you know, anything and everything they wanted, they got. Yeah. And oh, then my, um, my sister that was two years younger, um, I had just actually started to go to cosmetology school when she was having her prom. So I was actually a little bit more um, educated at that point to start doing it. So um, she actually, you know, she got a really nice updo for prom. Um, and nice. then years down the line, I kept getting better and better. And my two younger sisters definitely 
definitely got the better up dues than the first one. But hey. Yeah, so she got like the bad haircut, the bad first haircut at seven yep. years old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She got all the bad stuff, um, but her hair looks beautiful now. So that's okay. So now it is all worth it. So you definitely knew for, you know, growing up that you wanted to be in this industry and you took a real leap of faith. Um, how many years ago opening up your own business? Um, it is going to be six years in May. So you were a baby when you opened your salon. How, like, did you have money? Did you have expertise? Like what drove you to do this? Um, so I think the biggest thing that drove me to do it was, you know, when I, w- I worked at my first salon um, as an assistant, um, I went in, uh, at, you know, at my interview. And I remember, you know, my former boss asking me at the time, you know, where do you see yourself in three years, five years and 10 years? And I remember saying, you know, at three years, I really would love to be, you know, on the floor and building up a clientele. At five years, I would love to be busy behind the chair. Um, And then 10 years, I'd love to open my own salon. So I knew this from like the very start. I remember in hair school, I remember telling everyone across the board in like 10 years, I'm going to own a salon. Um, and, you know, everyone was saying that back then and everyone was like, yeah, me too, me too. But I was like, no, but like, really? And you're 10 like, no, years, I'm actually gonna have- call me up and I will <laughs> have a salon, you know? So um, I think I was just so driven to do that in the beginning. At the time where I was, um, I was very young. I was, I was, I was 23 at the time when I opened. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, it didn't I, take you 10 years to embark on your journey. No, no it did, did not. You- it definitely took like, four years. Wow. Um, You did the fast track plan. And I think part of your success too is, is having the goal and then putting those things in place to achieve it. Like it wasn't just a dream. You, you were like, no, I know we all dream of it. Like I'm actually going to do it. And you did it. And I think one of the biggest things too, is you're doing it successfully. And that's a huge, I mean, anybody can open a salon, right? I mean, right. Um, but to be able to profit and be successful and you guys, I just want to, I'm going to have this in the show notes, but I want to make sure that you're able to follow Sean on social media and you will be able to follow him at the salon bow B E A U. It's a great page full of uh, beautiful hair, you know, industry advice, but I love you always share your formulas and your technique. So if you're looking for major hair and spo, that is definitely a place to, um, follow. So I encourage everybody to do that. And I know that um, you really liken yourself to a business and balayage specialist. Now tell me, tell me what gives you the confidence because that's bold to say you're a business specialist at 29. Um, Tell me what gives you the confidence to say that. So I think, you know, when I first uh, was at my first salon, you know, I, my boss at the time, was like a business genius, we'll call it, right? He was very good at what he did. He Mm -hmm. had customer um, service down to an absolute T. The salon was absolutely perfect at all times. So I learned so much from him. What a great training ground for you. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. My, you know, and then from my family, my father has his own um, business. My grandparents have their own business and my uncle, my other uncle, it's like, in my family, we are just like business, you know, small business driven um, individuals. So So you have have the entrepreneurial spirit in your family. Yeah, yeah. So when I say that I'm a business expert, when I what I mean by that is, I am going to give you all the information I possibly can about what I've personally experienced, and what I've learned from and what I, 
you know, I figured out what worked and what didn't. I mean, granted, any person ever, an expert or not, they're going to fail at certain things. That makes you an expert because you failed and you learned how to make it right. So where I am as, you know, as a salon owner and a business owner, I feel like I have learned so much. And obviously, I'm going to continue to grow just like anyone else. Um, But where I am and how I've built up the salon in six years to where we are and you know, the, the incredible staff that I have and, you know, management team and all of that. Like, again, I wouldn't be able to do anything without them, but I truly feel that if I give more and more information out, like I said, I'm just going to get more in return. So yeah. And you're elevating the industry. Now I have to tell you the one constant I hear from successful people is that you, there's been failure along the way and you're not afraid to say it. And that you're still always learning. You don't feel like you know it all. And I guess, you know, what I want to tell the audience is if you've been listening to the podcast, all of these incredible people we've had on that when we look at, they're so successful. They're talk about, there was a lot of failures along the way and that's really what helped you grow. Right. Right. Yeah. So there's been some missteps. So you're able to say, Hey, here's how I did it. That didn't work. And here's what did work. Correct. Correct. Now, yeah. are you someone that really follows your numbers and things like that and sets oh, yeah. goals for your yeah. team? So as, as a team, we are big on numbers across the board. So um, luckily, I have a, a manager at the salon that every single month, she gets all of the numbers for every single person, writes it all out on um, individual papers. She has meetings with every single um, stylist. And then I do an overall meeting with the entire team with numbers. So, uh, we are a very, you know, you're a numbers numbers. driven business because numbers are what are going to lead to profit. So again, I have to go back to, we've got a few of these, um, episodes under our belt and the constant is the most successful salons that are making the most profit are tracking their numbers. So you guys, audience, don't feel bad if you're not tracking them yet because we can help you. Evolve can help you. We can absolutely help you. But you guys listen to this. This, this, you're 29 years old and you have a manager. That's incredible. Like, yeah, I'm really proud of you. That's incredible. Um, so you guys, that's a great piece of business advice right there. And, you know, we're going to get into how you've created, um, your space and how your team is so important to you. But what struck me in our conversation was how you attracted your ideal client. I think this is one of the biggest missteps that we take in this industry is that we don't sit down and really put a name, an avatar, and write down everything about our ideal client. And I want to preface this with, Sean's going to take you through this process, but it doesn't mean you don't see other clients too. And we'll get into that. But talk to me about how how that really changed the face of your business. So when I, you know, one big thing is when I left my former salon to open my own salon, my biggest thing was I wanted to do, well, back then it was ombre, right? I wanted to do ombre. I wanted to do ombre. So, you know, I started immediately marketing towards, you know, that demographic between, you know, 24 and 35. So that someone who wants to get something fun and different, sees the trends, want to try them out. Um, So those were my you know, initial demographic. And as time has evolved, I mean, honestly, that demographic really hasn't changed so much, but we've like, 
narrowed it down to a specific, like you said, person name avatar. We've built a person that is our target market and or our ideal client. And we market to her, right? It's a Let her. Let me ask you a question. I'm going to stop you a few times because I know this is yeah. Go ahead. This is going to be a concept for people to grasp. So you said to yourself, wow, I'm really good with ombre and that's the client I want to attract. So you knew that their, their age. Um, how does someone even start determining their ideal client? Like you knew, cause maybe that was a service you loved or tell me like yeah. even deeper, yeah, so like, how did you decide? It's funny that you say this is because we actually just brought on a few, uh, new stylists to our salon. And this is something that we're going through currently with them. They were brought on, they brought their clientele. They have some openings throughout their, their book. So, you know, now we're going through and saying, okay, we need to figure out what your ideal client is. Yes, it should fit. You know, it, it usually fits within our, our salon's demographic, but sure. you know, what do you, what do you want to do? Right. So what, the process we go through is, you know, what do you, the, the starting point, what do you love to do behind the chair? If you could okay. pick one service that love both it. gives you joy and money, what would it be? And it could be someone that says to you, I love creating the perfect Bob haircut. Like I love precision yeah. haircutting. Yeah. So that is the first question you guys and anybody listening to this, if you're driving, like, don't write this down, but you need to come back to this. This information is gold. I'm telling you, when you actually do this, you are setting yourself up for so much success and you attract that clientele to you. So I apologize that I stop you. I just want to make no, sure keep stopping. they That's okay. understand how important this is. So the first step is you're going to ask that question. So, you know, what is your favorite service that you perform that brings you the most joy? Could be hair extensions, right? Could right. be anything. Okay. Love it. All right. So from there, we need to figure out what type of person is getting that service. Right. So yes, you're kind of crafting who that person is. Right. So, you know, what's the age demographic? So, you know, for example, the salon's age demographic is 24 to 35. Right. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean, like you said, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to see someone who's 45, 55, 75. Right. That doesn't matter. They will come. But we only are marketing to a specific person but others right. end up coming, right? It's, it's not blocking anyone else from coming into our chair. Um, but what do we ideally want to do 75% of the time is what you're going to, your ideal client, right? That's your, that's your demographic. And you give the same wonderful service to that client that doesn't fit into that sort of mold. Oh it's gosh, not, absolutely. And it to is be honest not with about you, excluding. And I yeah. want people to understand you're not excluding. You're not, you're saying this is my ideal client for the service that I do best and gives me joy and makes me want to come to work every day. Right. Okay. And to be honest with you, you know, when I get a different service other than, you know, doing balayage, um, mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, this is fun. This is different, right? So it kind of breaks <laughs> up the day a little bit. And so I'm like, oh, sure. this is good. This is good. But I, you know, when it all at my core, I really love to do balayage. That's what I love to do. Um, that just makes me very happy. I know it makes my clients very happy. But, um, you know, I think the biggest thing is when you do get to have those like men's haircuts or root colors or, you know, or those bob haircuts, you know, I love to do all of that as well. But my my ideal client is a balayage client. 
So 75% of the day you're with your ideal client. And we're going to get to how Sean really took this a step further in his marketing approach. Um, and I just want to tell everybody that when he talks about balayage, he's not talking about doing a balayage and saying, see, in six months, he has a whole program in place. He's seeing those clients every four to six weeks, whether that's for a haircut, a toning gloss, a conditioning treatment, like, so I just want everybody to understand you've got your balayage down where you're not, you know, like see you in six months, right? Um, that sort of thing. So, um, okay. So now next you've, okay, let's say we've, we've determined the service that brings us joy. We've started to map out who that person is. Talk to me about how you marketed to that client. Cause I love some of the things you shared with me, like the H and M thing and yeah. all that. So yeah. Tell me how you did that. So, you know, you need to break the person down to, like you said, a specific person or an avatar. So the questions that we go through is what do, where do they work? What do they do for work? Where do they shop? Who are they following on social media? Where do they hang out on their downtime or are their off time? You know, the more you can find out or, or, you know, hone in on your client or this ideal client, the better your marketing will be equaling the better, you know, the, equaling the ideal client in your chair. So you'll speak their language. How you'll do you speak their language? That? Do so, you do some Google searches? Like, yeah, what do you do? yeah. So, you do so after you ask yourself all these questions, then you start to figure out what these people are, what these businesses and what these companies and brands are doing on social media. So we'll take the salons, um, Instagram, for example, right? So the salons demographic and ideal client. So the salon is a balayage specialty salon. Uh, so our, our demographic is anywhere between 24 and 35 years old. We've kind of pinpoint our client to be around 29 years old, and she's a career focused female. They are working nine, to, uh, they have a nine to five job where they have flexibility in their schedule. So if they need to come in on a Thursday at 11 o'clock, they just kind of block it off on their schedule. They come in, they bring their computers. We have desks set up at our salon so that they can get their work done while they're at, while they're at the salon. So you set your salon up to work with their lifestyle. You're like, you hey, have to. Yeah. I know you're a career gal. So if you need to come plug in, get on the Wi-Fi and get work done while your color's processing. We, we promote yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it. you know, there are in the world that we live in, I feel like working from home is such a big thing that, you know, and people are like, yeah, I get to, you know, do some errands on, you know, on my day that I'm working from home. And if you could come and get your hair, you know, colored and cut while you're getting work done, I mean. You don't feel as guilty, right? Right, <laughs> right. We've alleviated, that's a great social post. No more guilt when you're getting your hair done. You can right. click on your iPad, your computer and get stuff done. Yeah, yeah. And so, you did some digging on other sites, on other pages. Like you were like, okay, this right. girl shops at H&M. So you, you kind of looked at all these sites too, to see how they spoke to the client too. Right? right. So then, you know, where did they shop is the big thing, like you're saying. So we, we, our client is shopping at H&M or Anthropology, Lululemon, Forever 21, Victoria's Secret, Sephora, Alta, you name it. Right. So that's yeah. where they're shopping. Who are they following on social media? They're following the Kardashians, supermodels. Mm -hmm fashion influencers, uh, makeup influencers, you know, where are they hanging out? They love their Starbucks. They love a trendy place to get dinner and drinks. They love vacationing to the islands in the winter. They, they like Europe in the summer. So at that point, we're taking all of that information. And now we go on Google and, you know, research everything. We do H&M. 
anthropology, Lululemon, mm-hmm. Forever 21, all of the, go down all of it, the Kardashians and look at their Instagram, look at their social media, look at their websites. And then you start to build a, you know, what are the color palettes that we're seeing across all of this? Right? I, you took it to another level. I love right. that. So you're like, what is the look that I will attract? So you kind of just took a cross section of everything you were seeing. Yes. Okay. So, you you know, these companies, these companies have a marketing team, right? They, Mm -hmm. they, they spend thousands and thousands of dollars to pay a team to do all of this. But so we are going to just take all of the information we see from this team and we're going to make it our own. So what we saw was a lot of white, black nudes and like a soft pink slash peach tone for the most part, right? Across okay. the board. Right. Like We're seeing a lot of greenery of as well. A lot of leaves, a lot of trees, a lot of green. Um, so what does that mean? We, we need to start evolving our look, our brand to be, you know, white, black, nudes, peach, and add pops of greenery. So You're not only, yeah, not only is it on social media, but it's also in the salon as well. So we have to, we started adding a lot more greenery, a lot more trees, add more soft pinks everywhere. Our salon right now is mainly black, white, and our floors are a nice, beautiful tan color. So we have okay. that look already, um, but we just need to add some more pops of the, the, the peach and the green. Um, so now we're kind of getting, not only are you seeing it online, but when you walk through the door as well. So everything's cohesive from your website to your social to when they actually walk through the door. They're walking in like you curated this space for me. Correct. Like I just, I just came home and maybe you put, do you ever, do you put like accents to almost make it feel like they're walking into their living room, like their fancy living room? Of course. Like where they want to sit and relax. Yes. So you, I, you guys, what he's telling you is some work, but it's also free. Like it's complimentary to go do this research and then like, what I'm thinking is every few years, you probably revisit and kind of change things up. Maybe now instead of the peach, you're seeing the blue. Correct. Like, and you'll change things up, right? Like your accent. Yeah, th- will this will change. be forever evolving. It doesn't, it, this doesn't mean this yeah. is my brand forever. This means this and is. And we love that word here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of our favorite words here. So you're kind of, you have the bones of your aesthetic and some things that'll never change that are your brand, but then you're evolving it to what the, what your ideal client would look for. Correct. And it all breaks down. To, it's not only that's just color palette, but it's the fonts, right? So what are we seeing across yes. the board? Are we, what are you seeing? So we're seeing there's, you know, you always like to have at least two, you know, usually just two fonts that you use when I when at least for me for branding I always yep, do two like fonts. a main and a secondary Correct. is kind of yeah so like one is like a title type of thing and then one is like the the larger paragraph of information right so yes what we're seeing across the board is there's a cursive and then there's like a clean simple font so clean and simple so you're seeing some of that scripted in more of the um, big words right. like the bold yep and then you're seeing that really clean font yes Absolutely. And you're, you just did this by research. Like you're seeing what's around you. You're going into the stores. So what if somebody like said, well, I don't, I don't know, know what, how do I even figure out where this person shops? Like, I don't know. Like, let's say they say my ideal service is, um, you know, anti-aging color, creating a beautiful palette on, you know, the person that's starting to gray, but she wants to look younger. How, where would that person start in their mind? Like in your mind, where would they start this process? So luckily for us, a big, 
you know, our demographic is anywhere between 24 and 35. So what mm-hmm. we started to do is, you know, anyone that kind of fit that demographic, we went on to their Instagram, literally w- looked at Ooh. who they followed, you know, and, and started to pick mm-hmm. apart that. But if, you know, if it's someone who wants, you know, great coverage, anti-aging, you know, maybe they're not all on Instagram, right? So um, they might be, but maybe not all of them are. So a big thing that we do every single year, just for customer service, um, is surveys. We send out a survey every every yes. year. And so- you can, And you ask these questions, yeah. like, where do you shop? Well, we, for us right now, currently, it's more so, uh, you know, how is our customer service? How is the front desk? Mm-hmm. How is, you know, all of these sure. things. But absolutely. for us, our, luckily, our demographic is on something that we can basically go in and do all of these mm-hmm. things, right? But I would suggest go on and serve it. Ask your clients, where do you shop? What do you guys like to do on, you know, on a Saturday night? What do you guys, you know, and start to get to know your client on a, on a better level so that you can mm-hmm. start to do your research. So, you know, simply asking your ideal client in their chair, even, you know, have a conversation. Yeah. Like tell me more, like, and you can even say like, you're like my ideal client. If I could have five of you in my chair every day, my life would be perfect. So I'm going to, I like, is it okay if I just ask you some questions and pick your brain a little bit? Absolutely. That is an excellent way. And then the other thing I was thinking of, I started to think about that person. I started to think of like a Gwyneth Paltrow or even a Demi Moore or, or like, let's think about this, Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. Right. I mean, Jennifer Lopez is 50 years old. Shakira's 43. They just put on this incredible halftime show. I would start digging into their social media and looking around and kind of looking at the looks, you know, that they're talking about things that they're talking about. Like, you can even just think of that famous person that represents that, you know, like who they'd want to look like, right? Like, like at 50, if we could look at, I mean, I'd like to look at J-Lo right now. Never mind 50. I'm insane. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys, this isn't as hard as it sounds. It will take time, but tell me the results. Like when you started putting this into play, tell me how, how that really worked with um, not only your client base, but your team. Like, talk to me about that. So for us after, you know, like I had always said in the beginning, my demographic was kind of there. And in the beginning of opening my salon, I was just like you said, I was just like opening a salon because it was the time that I, it just fell in my lap and I was ready to go and here we go. Um, but as time evolved and as, you know, the salon evolved, we started to be a little bit more specific. As we started to be a little bit more specific, it, our salon, when I first started was like everyone and anyone that needed their hair done, plus all of my fun projects was like ombre. So then it started mm-hmm. to evolve to be mainly foil work and ombre. And then it, you know, balayage came in and we started promoting balayage. And that's when we started to change our, you know, really change our marketing to be a little bit more specific when balayage started to become a trend. Uh, and then it just took off from there. Like 75% of what we do every day, all day is balayage work. Uh, and then we have our, our root touch-ups. We have our men's haircuts. We got it all. You have it all. You're a full service salon. Yes. So you have, you, and and you treat everyone the same. Like, I don't want anyone to think that this is anything other than great customer service. What Sean has done is crafted the service that brings him joy, right? And you've crafted it so you welcome that person in. And when they walk in, they feel like they are home. Right. And you've attracted them. Now, talk to me about 
like maybe this but let's talk about maybe when you're in 11 years when you're 40 do you think you're this could change right oh, will you start absolutely take a different marketing approach yeah well you know the big thing is as these 24 to 35 year olds you know start to grow up does that mean mm-hmm. that they continue to want balayage i don't know does that mean right, that they may want something different right, right? Or is, the, is there going to be a newer trend that comes out that the 24 to 35-year-olds are going to want? I'm not sure, right? We don't see the future. We can only kind of hold on to what we know. And as of right now, that's what I love to do. Balayage work is what I love to do. But I love, mm-hmm. like, you you know, that word that we love. I love to evolve. I love to grow. I love to learn. I love to, you know, be a better self, really. So when... If something new comes out, I'm always the first to play with it, try it. I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. So when I'm 40, I don't know what I'll be doing. I might be doing balayage or balayage might be out at that point. Who knows? You might be like, I am the ultimate anti-aging color expert. I can take years <laughs> off your face with the way I color hair. And maybe as your clientele is aging up, and you'll have you'll have your team that's always going to be in place. You're always going to have new talent that comes in. Maybe they'll take over the balayage client and you know, things will move on and upward. But I love that you've done this and it's definitely made you successful. Do you agree? Like this has really been the key to your success in your business? I I do, yes. I think being very specific in my brand and my target market, my ideal client was the reason why we are so successful so quickly. But I don't think, you know, obviously my team works their butts off. I work my butt off. Um, but it wouldn't happen if we didn't have that, all that information, all like really specific, because then we wouldn't be able to speak to them. We'd be just speaking to everyone. And I know you've even like changed your hours based on this at some points, right? Yes. Yes. Yep. So we do. Tell me a little bit about that. So we are open. uh, The salon is open till eight o'clock, three nights a week, because we know that a lot of, what was that? To cater to your career yeah, gal. Yeah, because they're working nine to five, right? So mm-hmm. after that, they can sink on over and get their hair done after work um, or on Saturdays. So we're at, at the salon on Saturdays as well as most most stylists are. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so we, we kind of made sure that we were there late on three nights a week and that we are there on Saturday to accommodate our clients. And you guys, so you guys have a four-day work week? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So that's the big thing. So we went from five days a week to four days a week. Stim- and I know there's some people that are like, oh, I could never do that. What how, What did it do for your business? Did you make more money? We, our sales went up. Did you guys hear that? Like, if you're listening to this, did you hear that? His sales went up. And what made you take the leap? What were you seeing in your business that had you change to that, to going from five days a week to four days a week? So- I have a team of millennials, like every single one of them are millennials. So when you have a team of millennials that, you know, actually, let's take it back for a second. I have a group of friends, obviously, I'm a millennial as well. I have all of my friends are millennials. And they, a lot of my friends work in the corporate office, right? And in Boston. Mm -hmm. And they have so many benefits and you know they get Fridays off or they get half day Fridays all day all 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 summer all year they get so many like perks and like oh 
it's Friday. Let's just start drinking at 10. You know, like these <laughs> random things okay. that we cannot do at a salon, right? We can't start drinking at 10. That's no, can't happen. You know what? There would be a certain clientele you would attract. <laughs> yes. And that is not my ideal client. But um, oh so God. as you know, I think everyone thinks millennials are not hard workers. I think it's like almost the opposite. I think if you know how to manage, encourage and inspire these man- uh, millennials, then they work harder than anyone, anyone, right? So I totally agree with you. And millennials get a bad rap. And they think that it's because it's not the cookie cutter. Okay, you have to work eight hours, you know, a day, six days a week, and that sort of thing. It's like, no, I can be successful and do it differently. Right? Right. And I think the biggest thing for millennials in general, is this work life balance, right? It's been thrown around everywhere. Everyone talks about it. And everyone wants it. So we all want it. We all want it, right? And, and and I do as well. So I think that was the biggest thing is when I realized that, yeah, having a little bit more work-life balance would be would be beneficial to me. So I said, you know what? And it was 2018. I said, we're going to go from a five-day work week to a four-day work week. I think we dropped, each person dropped maybe about like two and a half hours each week. A week. Okay. So they dropped two and a half hours a week. So we extended the hours on the four days. Yes. And um, now they have this great quality of life having three days off. Right. So uh, we every single person has Sunday, Monday off. And then, okay. you know, one person has Tuesday, two people have Wednesday, two people have Thursday, one person has Friday, uh, but everyone's there on Saturday. So okay. that happened in 2018. We decided go five day work week to a four day work week and then sales went up. And sales went up. That's incredible. So why, why do you think sales went up? Like what, what happened? You were just open at better times. I don't even know if it's so much that we were open up at better times. I just truly feel that my stylist had a break, you know, had time away from the salon as much as our salon is like an amazing environment at the end of the day, it's work, right? It's a work. work. Yeah. So if you're off, you know, your Sunday, Monday, And on Monday, you're going to the grocery store, you're getting your stuff done, all your errands, we're meal prepping, we're doing this, we're doing that so that we have a successful week. It's not a day off. It's not a day off. You know, you're cleaning your house, you're doing all this stuff. So, you know, when you go to work and, you know, during your typical five-day work week, you have one of those days off to actually relax, you get a solid two days off during the week. So they're getting a lot of rest and rejuvenation and being able to do things they love outside of work. So they're coming back and they're probably talking about products more and upselling and add on services and things like that. So is that where you've seen the increase in your business is with your existing clientele and being able to just, just, you know, get more products in their hands and services? Yes. And the other part of it is with a little bit more time off, my stylists are able to be a little bit more present on social media. And posting oh, a lot more point. and attracting more of their clients and they're getting more people into their chair. So it sounds scary to take a day off, you know, but it actually it does. I know people are freaking out. I believe in it because I've seen it work. Yes. So I absolutely I'm on board. I feel like whatever hours you put in place to maximize your business is the right thing for your business. When you're watching your business and doing the right thing for your business, then, you know, the, the great things are going to happen. So. Um, tell the truth. Were you a little nervous in making that jump? Were you nervous? 
I had done a lot of research. I was listening okay. to a lot of podcasts. I was listening to a lot of books uh, and just trying to do as much research on all of this. And I think, I don't think I was very nervous. It was like in 2018. So I, I'm just at this point, I'm like, <laughs> it was a success. It was amazing. You're like, um, I, didn't, I was but, fine with it. At that time, you might've been quaking in your boots a little, but now since it's you know, in the rear view mirror, you're like, no, it's a success. That was the best thing that I could have done, honestly. I, and I think that um, that helps you to attract, first of all, the stylist that you want in your salon. And I bet it helps you have um, them stay working for you. Like they don't just come and get their training. Yeah, turnover is not a big thing at the salon, That's especially good. after that was um, put into play. Because, you know, my biggest thing as working with millennials is like, I want to just make them happy. Mm -hmm. Period. You know, I, I love everyone that. says like, oh, how's your team? Like, you know, uh, who's working for you now? And I'm every time it's like, it actually makes me cringe every time someone says something like that. Mm -hmm. It's I work for them at the end of the day. I'm the owner. I'm supposed to make them happy. I'm supposed to make the best place that they could ever work at. I work for them. They want something, you know, they get it, you know, within reason, obviously. Within but... reason, if it makes sense. Right. I think that's such a great philosophy. You take care of your staff. So then they're, you know, that's probably why you attract a lot of new stylists in a time when, you know, there's a shortage of hairdressers and it doesn't sound right. like that's an issue for you right now. I know most salons are always looking for new talent, but let right. me ask you, if you had someone that um, came to your salon to work for you, that was, let's say they're 50 years old. Yeah. And um, they were like, like, would you consider hiring them? Like, absolutely. Yeah, okay. I don't have I wanted, anything against I knew any the type answer. of age. No. I just wanted to make sure everybody understood where you're coming from, because I think and would you if they said to you, you know what, Sean, could I work five days a week? Would you allow them to? I actually do have one stylist working five days a week. Yes. So I so you take you kind of work around what works best for that employee within you know, reason of your business. Of course. And this employee you know, she had worked five days a week her entire career for the last 10 years. And we went to four days and it was, you know, there it's, it's either two or three long days in a row. And for her, she just, it, you know, her body, she was getting sick more. It just okay. wasn't for her. Right. And, and so she said, I would love to do five days a week. Okay, let's do it five days a week. So you really work with your staff and make it so it's, you know, you, so you're going to maximize them to get their best potential out and Correct. be successful. I love, and my favorite thing that you said was you work for them. I think that um, a lot of people can really use that advice. And I know, and, and you're not saying, oh, they make the rules or they walk all over you. You make the rules, right. and, but you work for them and you make sure it works for the team. Right. Right. I love that. And before we wrap up, can you give a couple you need a good social media branding? Um, well, I think we really talked about branding, actually, how you use your color scheme and fonts. But just some good social media tips for that salon owner or stylist that's like, what do I do? Like, talk to me about that. I mean, for, for one, I mean, they can always reach out to me, uh, either on the salon's Instagram or my personal Instagram, uh, at Sean Michael Hare. But I think the first step is kind of rewind this podcast and write down all of those, those questions and then rewind. fill them up. Rewind, <laughs> re-listen and write down all of those questions and then answer them. And at that point, you're going to start to, you're going to start to get a little bit more of a clearer picture of who your demographic is or who your ideal client is. 
and we can start to build out that specific person and the, it might take time like time is exactly what you said it earlier mm-hmm. it's time it's not money it's time it's so time. spend some time on finding who that person is and again as a salon owner you're of course you have different stylists who could be doing balayage who likes to do vivid anti-aging mm-hmm. color all of the above right that means does not mean that they are not going to be coming to the salon but as an entire group i would say get your team together have a meeting talk to your talk to your stylist see who they like in their chair what they like in their chair what services like they like to do i think if you work as a team it only can create amazing for things the, it's where the magic happens and i yeah. I love this whole mindset of for each stylist, we're going to craft your perfect clientele so you can feel joy when you're at work. Like who I'm like, sign me up. Like that sounds (laughs) fantastic. And as a leader in your company to be able to sit and do that with them, that's incredible. I think that's just a really incredible thing to be able to do instead of that pressure. Like you need to get clients, get someone in your chair. Like, um, I want to remind everybody where they can follow you. You can follow Sean for the salon page. It's at the salon bow and bow is B E A U. And then, um, to follow Sean's personal page, it's at Sean Michael hair. And, um, you have some big things that you're cooking up for uh, the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021. If you want to just give a little sneak preview to everybody. So, yeah, so we are as a salon and as me personally, uh, I'm working my way to start doing some more education. So we are building curriculums (laughs) and, um, you know, we're doing all of the fun behind the scenes stuff to make it all happen. But, you know, keep a lookout on our pages. Uh, End of 2020, beginning of 2021 is when we're going to start releasing all the information. And will this be business geared and um, geared towards hair as well, or a little mix of both? Like which? Yeah, yeah. So I to? truly love um, talking about the topic that we're talking now. I love doing branding. I'd love to do like yes. a branding workshop. Um, do it. You know, I love to do business, and I, I talk about business. Um, but I also love hair. I mean, that's my passion. So mm-hmm. um, it's going to be a little mix of everything. Um, so we're, we're super, super excited and, you know, we're very much in the early steps right now, but we are, we are building everything out, getting ready for the end of this year. It's going to be here before we know it. I know. I I know. Time goes by so fast. Right. But you guys, this information that you heard today is gold when it comes to running your business. We, you know, I feel like most businesses, and I'm not even saying just hair salons, forget this piece and don't do it. And it is so important because how in the world can you market and speak to somebody if you don't even know who you're talking to? Right. Like, how do you do it if you don't know who your client is? So I, this is um, Content Gold. We so appreciate you sharing your expertise with us. Um, I think you're just going to, I mean, you're only 29 and you're doing great things. I can't imagine you know, what's ahead for you? Well, I kind of know you're going to, you're going to take the education world by storm, Yeah. but you guys start with following um, Sean's pages because um, he shares a lot of great information there. If you love this podcast, screenshot it and share it with your industry friends, like post it on your social media channels, tag Sean and I in it so we can see that you love the episode and, um, you know, share the love. I think that all industry professionals can really get a lot of information from this, you know, 40 minutes we just spent talking about some very important topics. 
Um, so if you loved it, please screenshot and share, leave us a review and be sure to follow, of course, Sean's pages for even more information and his exciting classes that are coming up. Is there anything else that you would like to share with our uh, wonderful salon professional industry before we wrap up our time together? I think the one thing, if I could say one more thing, yes. that marketing in 2020 is all about videos. If you are not doing videos, then your Instagram engagement is going to go down tremendous in 2020. You must your Facebook, do in your LinkedIn. Yes, They're everything across the board. It. Yes, you he is a thousand percent right. And I just read a statistic that 78% of all mobile traffic by 2021 will be video. If you're not doing video now, you're behind. <laughs> it's not yes. to be scary. But the best advice I can share is be yourself. Serve your audience and the content will come. Absolutely. Yes. Wait, do you agree? You don't need to be like a videographer. You don't need to be all No, no. I like... mean, to be honest with you, I have this little hand cloth thing that is holding the phone up and over my shoulder when I'm painting hair or I have one of my stylists that have two minutes off to record me. It is. It does not need to be professional or done professionally in any way. Just video content. And like you said, be you. You know, be you okay? We're gonna need to see the claw that you use. So, you guys, let's all inundate Sean with a message and <laughs> yes. with us. Yeah, and that was a great way to wrap it up. <laughs> like, he's right, get on the video game and don't worry if you're camera shy, then just take the video and voice over it after or add text to it. But you right. need to get on video. My goodness, this has been so much great information, Sean. I can't thank you enough for joining us. And um, you guys, if there's other subjects that you'd love to hear Sean talk about, I can get him back again, right? <laughs> so let us know. Leave us some comments. Let us know what more you'd like to learn from Sean, and we will hop on and create that content for you. Thank you so much, Sean, for all of your wisdom, and I hope you have the most fabulous day. Thank you so much for having me. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast today. We hope you loved it as much as we enjoyed creating it for you. If you did, please take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your social channels. Share this podcast with your industry friends. And don't forget to leave us a review. If you have ideas for upcoming episodes that you'd like us to cover, or if you would like to be a guest on our podcast, email us at socialmedia.com at EvolveSalonSystems.com. We look forward to hearing from you and we love bringing you great content for our incredible industry.